Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Hallie, and welcome back to another episode of Wholeheartedly. Oh my god, it has been so long since I have spoken those words out loud, and I am so sorry. It has probably been over a month or so. I honestly don't know when the last time an episode went out, but I've pretty much been on a hiatus because when I took a break after recording season one, the first 10 episodes of the podcast, I was kind of in the midterm period of my semester and schoolwork just kind of had piled up and my procrastination had gotten the best of me. And as a journalism student, I just had so many projects and work that was due at that time. So I was like, you know what? I had been posting an episode every week for so long since January at that time. And I was like, I deserve a little bit of a break. Let me just catch up on school. This comes first, you know? And I did, thank God. I got through that period of time. But shortly after all of my midterm work was due, this whole pandemic had outbroken here in the United States. And obviously, following along with the social distancing guidelines and all the coronavirus precautions and concerns, school was moved to remote learning. So we had kind of like a week of spring break, and then we had an additional week of spring break. And during that time, I was catching up on a much-needed sleep, homework, and quality time and kind of just figuring out uh, where we were in the world right now. So I'm so sorry an episode hasn't gone up. But with that being said, before we get into this week's episode, welcome to season two. I had been thinking about this for a while. I know a lot of podcasts kind of work in seasons. So I was thinking since my first 10 episodes and what we'll consider it as season one kind of went out with a bang. If you guys didn't listen to my last couple episodes, you wouldn't know that I kind of put my entire heart on the line and I got into my feels a little bit, but I was really opening up and that was probably the first time that I had really gotten the hang of this whole podcasting thing. So for those of you that have listened from the very beginning, thank you, thank you, thank you for bearing with me as I kind of figured out uh, my niche, I guess. So if you were... (laughs) patient enough to kind of just listen through those rough drafted first 10 episodes. Thank you again, but welcome to season two. So for this next series of 10 episodes, I'm not sure yet if I'll be posting bi-weekly like I originally did, if I'll start uploading weekly, if I do have more time since I'm technically not really working right now and that I am doing school at home. So we'll see how it goes. We'll kind of get back into things, but so far to look forward to for this upcoming season is pretty much just more guest stars. I'm hoping to get my best friend on the podcast as long as we're out of quarantine by then, maybe my boyfriend and some other very special guests that are very close to me, but I also think could provide a lot of insightful information about what we talk about here. So friendships, relationships, school, college, things like that. And I guess before we really get into it, some more housekeeping is just kind of a life update. So I've kind of told you guys already, you know, I'm at home. I'm not going to school every day. I mentioned that I'm not really working right now. And in fact, I filed for unemployment earlier this week. So we'll see how that goes. And for now, I just wrapped up doing a lot of projects that I have due for this upcoming week. I mean, as a journalism student... This whole remote learning thing isn't very easy, if I'm being honest. The adjustment has been quite difficult just because we're very used to being, mm, I guess, (laughs) like accessible 
I don't really know the correct terminology, but we usually have access to an entire newsroom full of, you know, Mac desktops, Adobe Premiere, Audition, a lot of software that we really don't get at home. Plus, we have access to a lot of technology like tripods and cameras and lavalier microphones, standing mics, sound booths, podcast booths, things like that. So the transition to home learning has been very difficult because a lot of my classes, we are in the studio filming a broadcast show and now it's quite unusual to kind of turn that into a Zoom lecture online. So this first week has gone pretty smoothly. It hasn't been too bad. Of course, the workload is a lot more on us as individuals rather than like group collaboration. So that's been a little tough, but so far so good. I'm not going to speak any negativity, but we will see as the term slowly comes to an end. Hopefully I get ahead of these assignments before they creep up on me like I did at the midterm period. So now getting into this week's episode, if you couldn't already tell by the title, we're going to be talking about the three O's or what I like to call the bane of my existence. So we're going to be kind of discussing overthinking, oversharing, and overreaction or overreacting if we want to keep it nice with the little INGs. But anyway, these mm, three terms pretty much plague me in my everyday life. I don't know if I could call them toxic traits or not, but these are just things, I don't know if it's because I'm an Aries or what, but I am such a victim to oversharing, overthinking, overreacting, whatever we want to call it. I love to speak my mind, but at the same time, I let ideas and things eat away at me and sometimes I'll keep my mouth shut and then instead of sharing what I'm actually thinking, I'll let it like eat me up inside And then on the other hand, overreacting plagues me all the time. I try, try, try to not overreact, but I get it from my mom. She's probably like the queen of reaction in general. So we'll be talking about these three O's. And as we get into this episode, I'm super excited. But firstly, I know I introduced the perfect man segment a few episodes ago that I got from Schnitt Talk. And I was thinking another popular thing which is kind of funny that I mentioned that it's a popular thing, but if you guys have Twitter or Instagram, you have seen the trend of unpopular opinions. And I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about some of my unpopular opinions because as a very opinionated person, I have many. And a lot of them may be controversial, but I thought I would kind of start this segment or introduce this segment of unpopular opinions with two not-so-controversial opinions. And some of them might not be unpopular. Some you may agree with me. Some you may hate me because I think this. But disclaimer, that being said, again, they're just my opinions. Don't take it personally. Just what I think. And I can't say that I think about these things every single day. But the first unpopular opinion is that country is the superior music genre. And I am willing to take on fights about this. I love country music. Anybody who knows me knows I love country music. I'm probably one of the biggest country fans. And so many people my age and in this day and age hate it. And I don't understand. It's like a cool trend to just hate on country music. And I don't really understand why. I feel it is so wholesome. It has some of the best songwriters and singers in music in this day and age, honestly. And it's so refreshing to hear a nice, good country song. And contrary to popular belief, 
not every song has to do with beer and trucks and girls in denim shorts. A lot of them have a lot more substance to them and it honestly just makes you feel so good when you listen to a country music song. Like just think of yourself driving on the beach or just chilling like in your backyard by the pool or at a tailgate. Country music just hits hard every single time. And so also I didn't even mention but today's like rap music or R&B or whatever you want to call it always features drugs and sex and alcohol and all these gross weird things and country music is just so wholesome talking about real life problems and issues and things that we deal with in everyday life so if you hate on country I'm sorry you're allowed to think that but I just love 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 country and I don't think I'll ever stop loving country and secondly my last unpopular opinion of this episode at least is that I think, oh my gosh, this is so hard to say because I already know people are going to hate me for saying this, but long acrylic nails are just so obnoxious to me. And I'm so sorry. If you love your long acrylic nails, you're killing it, girlfriend. I used to have acrylics way back when, and I loved mine too. I mean, they never really got very long anyway, but I just think sometimes too much is too much, you know? So I don't mind the cute little coffin shape or a little bit of a stiletto. But when girls have those chunky, thick, squared acrylic nails that are so long that they start to, like, curve at the ends and, like, turn in, oh my god, child, the ghetto, I cannot. Nothing will ever seem appealing about those to me. And I don't know, like, maybe your nail tech just effed up and, like, I'm sorry, but I would never pay to have that done. Number one, don't really know how anyone does everyday functions with those nails on. If you can, good for you. You're, like, a freaking superhero For me, it's just not practical. Honestly, I didn't think it was practical for anybody, but seeing some of y'all like work at the Dollar Tree with your curved over acrylic nails, you go girl, but it ain't for me. So I am so sorry if you're offended, but I ain't talking about the girls who have like those cute little stiletto or coffin shape, little cute acrylic nails. No, those I love. A little bit of an ombre. Ooh, girl, cute. But y'all know what I'm talking about when I say, like, those squared, rounded, like, curved in, oh, fingernails. Oh, my God. Like, what are you trying to accomplish with those things? But that being said, that's it for my unpopular opinions. Whoo, that's a tongue twister. Anyway, if you guys want to maybe send me some of your unpopular opinions or your perfect man butt um, suggestions, please DM me. Let me know. I would love, love, love to hear those. Um, but anyway, now that that's out of the way, let's get into this episode. I'm so sorry. I've been like blabbering away, but let's get into it. All right. So first things first, overthinking. I just have to say, number one, I feel I could speak on this topic because personally, I am the queen of overthinking. I really don't understand why because it's something that I struggle with all the time. If you're like me and you overthink to the point where you overwork yourself and you or just get yourself all worked up and you kind of have like an anxiety or panic attack about things that have been on your mind for so long and you overanalyze every single detail of a situation or you see something you don't like and then you can't get it off of your mind for like weeks on end but at the same time you don't feel like bringing it up with somebody so it's like for me 
Once I have a topic or something on my mind, it's impossible to stop thinking about it until I relieve that thing out of my brain, however I do it, whether it's like bringing it up to somebody and saying, hey, I saw that you did this or you did this and it really bothered me or you hurt my feelings. I just have to like get it off my chest for some reason. So for instance, (laughs) this is where I've noticed the overthinking has really gotten to me. And I'm sure anybody in a relationship can vouch as well. But I'm the type of person where I would love, love, love to like talk to my boyfriend every single day and text him all day long and FaceTime him a million times and see him for days on end. But at the same time, when I'm away from him, I don't want to bother him or be too clingy because then I don't want to be that annoying girlfriend that never gives him a second alone and his always on his case or always on his back, blowing up his phone. And I'm never really like that. I don't think I would ever get to that way. But in the back of my mind, I would rather not text him all day at all than be the one that's like constantly bothering him that he says to somebody like, oh my God, my stupid girlfriend like won't, you know, stop texting me. But at the same time, like obviously simultaneously in my brain, I'm thinking, wait, well, I need to text him because I don't want him to forget that I exist. I don't want him to think that I'm not thinking about him or maybe if I go too long without him seeing my name pop up on his phone or something that he's going to be like thinking he doesn't have a girlfriend. I don't know. I just think these things and I'm like, why am I crazy like this? I am overanalyzing everything or I don't know. It's like those girls who can see a guy or that they're talking to or their boyfriend, I don't know if they're in a relationship or they're not in a relationship, but they see their man of interest or person of interest and they like maybe commented on a girl's photo from, you know, a hundred weeks ago, way before you guys even started talking or dating or whatever it may be. And they're like, wow, you're so beautiful. And now a girl's thinking about that and they're like, wow, well, does he still think she's beautiful? Like, she's so much prettier than me. I wonder if he still thinks about her. Does he still talk to her? Does he still follow her? Does she like her recent photos? Does he comment on them? He's never commented on my photos. Like, he barely even likes my photos. Things like that, that you just overthink and get in your own head and psych yourself out of something that could be really good. I feel for you. I really understand. And what I could say for just... I guess keeping from overthinking is you really have to not stress the small stuff and while I understand that's easier said than done, the less that you stress over things that are out of your control, the less you'll let it get to you and I feel like that is very self-explanatory but it's just the best way for you to not overthink is to not think about it at all. So when you do see something that might bother you slightly, just kind of hype yourself up and be like, okay, this shouldn't even bother me. Like, why am I letting this get to me? It's not even a big deal. And as soon as you recognize that and you assert that with yourself, it probably won't even bother you anymore. And if it does help you to get it off your chest, like I said earlier, how it might help me to just like kind of talk about it with somebody, that works too. Confide in like your best friend and be like, okay, I'm totally crazy, but I need somebody to tell me that I'm being at least a little bit rational. Like, you know, kind of hype me up, be on my side a little bit, and tell me that I'm not crazy for thinking this. And then, of course, your best friend or whoever you're talking to is going to be like, no, you totally are reasonable. But, like, as soon as you get it off your chest, you'll feel a hundred times better and you'll just stop thinking about it probably completely. And if you don't and it really still is bothering you, bring it up with with that person, you know? 
And I know I'm kind of talking about overthinking in the context of another person making you overthink something. And that's only because that's usually how it happens for me. But I know overthinking can happen all the time with like maybe work and job opportunities and you thinking about whether or not you're going to get an internship or a job. And again, stop overthinking about things that you can't control and maybe just don't think about it in general. And so that's pretty much all I really have to say about overthinking. But moving on into oversharing. If you guys could not already tell, I love, love, love to talk. Obviously, that's literally why I started this entire podcast is because I would talk to myself for hours on end if I could. So sitting in front of a microphone just kind of justifies it a little bit more. But I, I don't know. I'm like the queen of oversharing, but at the same time, I'm not. So as I said before, I like to bring things up, but at the same time, I'll keep it inside for so long that I just kind of hide it away and compress it and try to deal with my emotions on my own. And on the other end of the spectrum, when I don't do that, I love to overshare and I love to talk. I love to tell people things that they did not ask for. It's so funny because I think those TikToks where it's like, where did I ask? Me looking for where I asked. And it's like, I'm the person who overshares so much that people are like, okay, but when did we ask if you get catch my drift? But um, one thing that I have <laughs> slowly overcame over the years is I used to overshare so much of my life on social media. And this was just, it wasn't really a toxic trait because people are allowed to do this. Like social media, that's the whole reason. It's supposed to be an outlet. It's literally called like a media outlet. And that's where you could share your feelings. It's just another medium for you to basically talk about your feelings, your life, to people who follow you for that reason. They want to see about your life and what's up with you. But I took it a little bit too far. I know growing up, I've talked about this in past podcasts also, but in past relationships or something, if I maybe was upset with my boyfriend at the time, I was so I was young too, but I was the type of person to go on Twitter and subtweet about my feelings or find a tweet that completely validated or translated the way I was feeling, but I didn't know how to articulate it myself and I would retweet those things. So I would retweet tweets that, you know, were super mushy or sad and depressing. And it's like, now I look back and I think to myself, why did I do that? I look so stupid. And Now, I really try not to overshare on Twitter. I love using, like, Twitter and Instagram to talk about things and obviously say what's on my mind and my feels, but I would so much rather handle my problems face-to-face and one-on-one rather than trying to, like, express that online for everybody to see because, honestly, people who follow you on Twitter or just, like, on your timeline have no business being in your business. So, the second that you use Twitter. I keep going to Twitter because that's just the one that I use, but nobody I know really uses like Facebook or I feel like we're all too old to be the ones on Snapchat who post like a black screen with like, don't hit me up or something. You know what I mean by like those high schoolers, but just, I mean, even if it's just people in general and you're talking to people that you're not necessarily close to about your feelings and again, oversharing. If you're oversharing with people who have no business being in your business, it makes you look dumb. And it's opening up your problems to the world. And then 
automatically people are going to think that they know that part about you or know something about you and have an advantage and then they could spread that and you just don't want to be the one that's like talking about how much she hates her boyfriend or she hates her relationship or the situation that she's in and then like two days later they're posting photos happy together and everybody's kind of just like wait what you know like two days ago she was venting her heart out about how much she hates her boyfriend or something and it's like you never want to give people that vantage point of being able to think that they can see into your relationship or know something about you so the less you overshare the less you cause those issues so there's no need to spread like your personal issues of your relationship online because in the end it's just going to make you look dumb and in general it's just not smart to share your personal issues with everybody yeah it's okay to talk to your personal friends one-on-one and your significant other and like your family and whatever whoever's close to you that's totally fine it's natural to vent it's natural to kind of have a therapy session but to put it in writing on the internet or post it somewhere or just tell people that you're not necessarily that close to it's probably spreading unnecessary drama and you'll probably regret it nine times out of ten in the end so just again try to keep from oversharing think in the end will I regret this because I always think of like maybe you need to get it out so if you want to tweet something and like an hour later you go back and you delete it and you're like damn I just really needed to write it out maybe start kind of using that method but instead of posting it online just write it in your notes I do this all the time when I am having and my boyfriend knows this when I like have something on my mind that like upsets me or just rubs me the wrong way I will write it out in my notes or write like bullet points of like things that made me unhappy and rather than like crying about it or making it an argument or fighting or posting how so so and so like did this to me I will just write it in words like obviously write it in words on my phone or in my notes or somewhere physical that I can go back and look to rather than posting it for everybody in the world to see I just have it I get it off my chest right then and there and then by the time like I'll go to look back at it later I just delete it I'm like oh my god I look so like this was so dumb why was I even upset about this or maybe by the time I look back at that note to delete it the problem's already fixed and I'm like wow I can't imagine if I had made a big deal and blew this way out of proportion for absolutely no reason so that's just another tip if that helps just getting it off your chest talk to somebody write it out in words I know a lot of people like journals or like diaries but I personally have never used a journal really in that way but my notes app on my phone does me just fine and lastly the last of our three o's is overreacting and I have to say I have gotten so much better at reacting to situations in like the past 10 years I've always been pretty good about being assertive and that's one thing that I pride myself on is being that assertive like person I don't know if it's just the way I was brought up I don't know because I can't really say that my mom is probably like the queen of overreacting I love her I know she's probably gonna listen to this but um there's like certain situations that just don't warrant as such a big response as she would give it and she lets a lot of small little things stress her out and blows it out of proportion when really it's such a waste of energy to I don't know just react in such a way that you're making it a bigger deal than it is it's like why even waste your energy just brush it off get over it 
reflect like look back on it when maybe at a later time and you'll realize that man it wasn't even that big deal that big of a deal anyways like I said before but I have become so good at just being assertive and kind of looking at a situation and being like okay if this is not worth my time or energy why am I going to work myself up over it or maybe if I'm arguing with my parents or getting into a fight or I feel like giving somebody an attitude I'll just bring it up and kind of assert my not assert my dominance but I know the more that I grew up throughout high school if my mom and I would get into little petty fights I would kind of stand up and take my role and be like okay guess like I understand you're my mom and you're upset with me and I'm the kid but at the same time I'm mature enough and educated enough to know what I did wrong and I also understand that I don't deserve to be spoken to that way the same way that you don't want me to scream and yell at you in your face please don't do that to me because then we're on the same wavelength and we each have a mutual respect for each other so there's no reason to waste that negative energy of yelling and screaming and fighting when we could talk like civil adults and if you want to pose your argument and I could listen and hear you out and then in the same way I'll respond like don't shut down my feelings because even though I'm younger and I'm like your kid or whatever I have valid feelings and you have valid feelings let's just agree to hear each other out apologize kind of get over it work it out I promise it won't happen again kind of thing and now that I just ranted about out all of that and I've probably lost half of you it just made so much sense for me to kind of like look at a problem dead on and kind of see like okay how can I react in such a way that it won't kind of implode in front of me (laughs) so my biggest I guess suggestion for this rather than just being assertive and kind of like taking in the full big picture before you know, making a response to it is just don't make rash decisions over a temporary issue or like don't make a permanent decision over a temporary issue. Basically the same thing. I've heard that said before countless number of times. But what this basically means, I mean, it's self-explanatory. I feel like everybody has heard it before. But if there's a temporary problem that is just taking place right now that probably won't matter in a couple hours, a day, a week, a month, a year, do not go and make some rash, permanent decision that is going to F it up for, you know, hours, days, months, years, whatever. And that's exactly what I mean by a fight. So, like, obviously in your relationship, people are going to have fights all the time. You guys, I know I'm very stubborn. My boyfriend is so, so stubborn. And rather than butting heads or just making a big argument out of something we're really good at communicating and I'll bring up things when they bother me or maybe like this kind of rubbed me the wrong way I didn't like when you did this it might take me a while to get there because in all honesty I'll hold on to something that's bothered me for so long before I even bring it up and then eventually it's just so much pent-up tension that I'm like wait can I just really get this off my chest I didn't want to bring it up because I thought I'd get over it but now that it's been about a week or two and I'm still thinking about it again back to overthinking but now that it's been a little bit of a while and it's still on my mind I feel like it's important enough that I should just get it off my chest and I do that rather than being like holding on to it for months on end and being like well three months ago he said this to me and it really bothered me and I think we should break up because of that like that is so stupid that is such an overreaction it's like you handled that completely the wrong way so 
sorry if I'm calling anybody out right now if you feel like, wait, I've done that before. I'm sure we all have, but just do not make crazy life-altering decisions based off of a temporary emotion or just an emotion in general because emotions fade. Like, I know my mom can probably admit to this. I can admit to it too. Everybody can. Everybody who's moody can, where in one moment you'll be completely pissed out of your mind, like so red hot, but then two hours later, you're completely fine and you're over it and you're like, wow, why was I even mad two hours ago? I can't even remember why I got like so worked up. And those emotions clearly show you that hmm, maybe I shouldn't, you know, make a decision in that time or in the heat of the moment. So if you guys are catching my drift, I hope you have stuck along and have listened to this ranty episode. Again, it's my first one back. Welcome to season two, but hopefully we'll get really into the swing of things as the weeks go on. I've kind of just had, you know, quarantine brain stuck in my, being cooped up in my house for this long. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope I'll be here next week or maybe the week after that, still deciding if I want to do bi-weekly or weekly. Um, But let me know. Subscribe to this podcast. Please give me a rating, maybe even a follow on Instagram or Twitter. But I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to Season 2, Episode 1 of Wholeheartedly.